Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for mothers who have children in spirit and who are now navigating life after the unimaginable. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, and I am one of those mothers. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing with you insights, stories, tools, and inspirations to help you find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. Welcome to this week's episode of Grief with Grace. This is a very, very special episode. First, I launched this little podcast one year ago today, the day that this episode will be released. I went back and I found the initial email that I received from Apple saying that they had accepted the podcast, and I got that email on June 29th of 2020, and this episode will be released on June 29th of 2021. So it's been a whole year, and it it just it seems so hard to believe that it's already been a year. And then another reason that this is a special episode is because without me planning it this way, without me even realizing that this would happen, this happens to be episode number 60. And if you've listened to some of my other episodes, especially episode 46 with my friend Debbie Squizero, the number six is very significant to me. My son Greg wore number six through most of his football days, especially most of his high school playing days. And he left this life on January 6th. So it's no coincidence that this is episode 60, which in numerology reduces down to six. If you don't believe in something greater than us, if you don't believe in the afterlife, maybe that will at least pique your curiosity. But I have a feeling that if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a belief in the afterlife. Um, A little while ago, I told a friend of Greg's, that I can just hear him laughing at how this all came together. And I'm sure he had a hand in this um, because, yeah, there are no coincidences. So I'm sure that you have heard the old expression that the only constant is change. Well, as we now enter year two of the Grief with Grace podcast, you're going to notice some changes. Now, don't worry. I will still be bringing you people and conversations and tips and tools and inspiration to help you on your healing path. But I'm also going to broaden the conversation. When I started this podcast, it was only, I was only speaking to, or I thought I was only speaking to bereaved mothers. And very quickly, I started receiving emails and messages from listeners who aren't even mothers, let alone the fact that they're not grieving mothers. Um, I know I also have men speaking, Uh, listening, I'm sorry, listening. So this has all kind of happened organically over the last several months without any effort on my part or any intention on my part. But the people that I've been hearing from, even though they might not have been grieving mothers, um, They've experienced some type of loss or trauma, and they're grieving and healing, just like bereaved mothers are. And they've told me that what I share is really helpful to them, that they find it valuable. So I really want to expand the conversation, talking more about healing from any kind of grief or trauma or loss. I've shared before that I have spent most of my adult life as a family law paralegal, and I still do contract paralegal work along with doing this podcast and working in my own business, helping people heal from trauma and grief. 
But in my paralegal career, I have helped people not only through the legal process of divorce and custody issues, but also helped them through the grief that comes with all of that. I've had clients through the years ask me if if they get charged the same for my therapy rates as they do for or for my therapy services as they do for my paralegal services. They were joking, but I spend a lot of time with clients helping them through the emotional process of divorce and custody issues. And there's always a grief component to that. So it just feels like the natural next phase of whatever all of this is to expand all of this, because what I do is help people heal from any kind of grief or trauma or loss, not only the loss of a child. And the podcast guests and topics and episodes going forward are going to reflect that. So with that, let's now get into the heart of today's episode. And let me say one more thing. Um, I will also be changing the intro um, to the podcast I don't know if I'll have it done in time for this week, but if not, hopefully next week I will. So again, you know, change, it's part of life and we can either embrace it or we can resist it. And I'm choosing to embrace it and, and be curious about where it leads. So a few years ago, when I was coaching career women, I had a program called Live Your Iconic Life Legacy. And after my son Greg Greg left this life, I had an awareness that one of my roles now as his mother is to live my life in a way that really honors his life and his legacy. And I started looking at legacy in a new way. I started looking at death in in a new way because it hit home so much differently after he left this life. I mean, I honestly, I really started looking at life in a whole new way. So let's talk about legacy today. What is a legacy? Well, it's a lot of things. And I mean, you can go and look it up online, you know, in the dictionary. I'm sure you have your own idea of it. But in my work, it's really about the impact you leave on this world. It's how people remember you. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, Greg left an amazing legacy in this world. I'll give you a really quick example. As I record this, it's Sunday afternoon. I just got home from a baby shower. Two of his friends um, are expecting a baby in a couple of months. And they are naming the baby Charlie. And that was Greg's idea years ago. When this couple was dating, he said, if you two ever get married and have a baby boy, you should name him Charlie because their names are Chase and Carly. And he said, it's a combination of both of your names. So Greg's legacy lives on. As a mother, I can't ask for anything more than that. And they will pass that on to Charlie and let him know how he came to have his name. And so Greg's legacy will live on, not just through my family, but through his friends' families and their children. And again, as a mom, I can't ask for any more than that. So the program that I just mentioned, Live Your Iconic Life Legacy, was all about, it was really about helping successful women, successful career women who were at a crossroads in their lives, look at the legacy that they were leaving. Was it one of passion and fulfillment or was it one of overwhelm and exhaustion and burnout? And when they came to work with me, 
it was one of overwhelm and burnout and exhaustion. So, you know, we usually tend to think of legacy after someone leaves this life. I know that Greg never thought about the legacy that he was leaving. Fortunately, he's left an amazing legacy, but most people don't think about it as they're living their lives. And so why do we tend to think of it, think of a legacy about someone after they leave this life? Why do people wait to leave a legacy? Why not live that legacy now? That's what I used to work with successful career women, women on. And there was a lot of healing involved in that work, a lot of bringing women back to their feminine energy, bringing feminine energy back into their lives. And I won't go down that rabbit hole in this episode because that's a topic worthy of its own own episode, which I will do in the future, but not today. So, you know, as I've said, we've all experienced trauma and loss and grief of some kind. I've had guests on here, both men and women, moms and dads who have lost children, but have gone on to create amazing lives for themselves. So what's the difference between those people and the people who let their loss or trauma destroy the rest of their lives? Because I talk to people who are letting their trauma or grief destroy them. I see the Facebook posts and it breaks my heart because I know it doesn't have to be that way. You know, as I was making notes for this episode, I thought about Elizabeth Smart. You might remember her. She was the young woman from Utah who was kidnapped, I don't know, probably 20 years ago now, close to 20 years ago. She was taken from her bedroom in her family home as a teenager. I think she was around 13 or 14 when she was kidnapped. She had horrific, unspeakable things done to her. Eventually, she was rescued. I think she was, she'd been kidnapped for like nine or 10 months. It was a, nothing short of a miracle that she was rescued and found alive. She's now married. She has, I, I don't remember, two or three children. And she's become an advocate for child safety. And she speaks very publicly about her experience in an effort to help others and to raise awareness about what happened to her and what can potentially happen to other people. And there are countless stories of people who have risen from tragedy and are making a difference in the world. And she, for whatever reason, she came to mind um, as I was, like I say, preparing notes for this episode. Now, I'm not saying that you need to become a public figure. I'm not saying you have to do what I'm doing by doing a podcast. You have your own unique gifts. What I am inviting you to do, though, is to take steps, baby steps, toward your healing so that you can live a life and a legacy that will... It'll make your soul feel complete when you take your last breath in this life. But here's the thing. Only you can make the choice to do this. And you have to keep making it over and over and over again. I do every single day. Some days it's more challenging. Other days it's a little bit easier to do it. You know, I shared something in the workshop that I co-hosted with Debbie Squizero in May, and I want to share it here. Part of why I do what I do now with this podcast, with the way I live my life, with my work with grieving moms and other people who are, you know, women going through divorce, healing from that, working with women healing from other types of traumas. Well, there are many reasons, but one of the biggest, well, all right, there are a few big reasons I do what I do. And I'm going to be very, very vulnerable right now in posting this publicly or sharing this publicly. But one reason is for my older son and my grandchildren. 
you know, I realized shortly after Greg passed away, after he left this life, that my older son, Greg's older brother, even though he was, he's 37 now, so he was 34 at the time, 35 at the time, um, he still deserved for me to be the best mom that I can be for him. And my grandchildren, I adore my grandchildren. They deserve for me to be the best grandma I can be for them. I want them to have good memories after I leave this life. I want them to remember that I continued living my life, participating in life, even after the unimaginable experience of Greg leaving this life before I did. Because my two oldest grandsons, they knew and loved their Uncle Greg so much. And they will remember him. They'll remember the fun things that they did with him. I want them to tell their children and their grandchildren how I was still present for them and involved with them, laughed with them, did things with them after my own son left this life. I want them to see that you can find moments of joy even after unimaginable grief and trauma. The next reason, and this kind of ties into what I was just talking about, about my grandchildren, it's because I want to heal my lineage. When we heal ourselves, we heal many generations back, and we heal our family going forward. So in my work with my clients, I take them through a process where I have them travel back in time to find original points of pain, whether it's from this lifetime or a past life of theirs or one of their ancestors. This is so powerful. What a beautiful gift to do the work to heal generations back in your lineage. And then it also helps to heal generations that come after us, again, using my own grandchildren as an example. I don't want my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren to have to deal with some of the things that I've had to experience simply because they're carried in our DNA. So if I can do the work, the healing work now to help them going forward, then I'll do it. I love them that much that I'll do it. And then the next two reasons are because of Greg. I want Greg's life to have meant something. If I stop living and I simply exist now, if I'm never able to truly participate in life again, what, what would that say about his life? It wouldn't say what I want it to say. So yeah, I went to that baby shower today and there was a point where I had tears running down my face because whenever I'm at a wedding or a baby shower or any kind of get together with his friends, the thought always comes through that Greg should be there and not me. I'm grateful to be there. I love being there, but he should be there. I'm just so grateful that they include me as his representative now that he can no longer physically be there, but I can guarantee you he was there today. And then the next reason, and this is what I shared. I know I shared this in the workshop I did with Debbie, but when I take my last breath in this life and I cross over to whatever's next and I see my beautiful son again, I want Greg to look at me and say, wow, mom, look what you did. Even after your life was shattered when I left, look what you did to keep living, to show up for Steve and his children, to help others heal from grief and trauma. That's my mom. That's the mom I know and love. That is deeply personal. 
but it's my truth. And I knew that in the early days of his leaving this life. Does that mean it's easy? Oh my God, no. There are days when it brings me to my knees, the reality of it. I love doing this work. But when I finish a call with a client or when I finish recording a podcast or writing a newsletter or whatever it is that I'm doing, there's always a a moment, a split second, where the reason I'm doing it, uh, I don't even have the words to describe it. Um, you know, it, it's like the reality of him not being here anymore, because if he was still here, I, in this physical life, I likely wouldn't be doing this. So yeah, there are days when it's really hard, but those are the reasons why I do this. That's why I show up to life, even on the hard days. And like I said, yes, I do have hard days. I have days where I'm lost in the tears, but I show up. And that's why I'm creating a life and a legacy that will, uh, that it will fulfill whatever my soul signed up for this time around, that will help heal my lineage, that'll help heal others from grief and trauma, that will show my older son and his children and their children what you can do even in the darkest of times, and that will make Greg proud of me. So ask yourself and be brutally honest with yourself. What legacy are you living and leaving? Is it one of being a victim, of giving up on life, or is it one of finding meaning after tragedy? I know which one I'm choosing. Only you can choose your path. And then ask yourself, what's your why? Why are you still here? There's a reason, because if there wasn't, you wouldn't still be here. So why? Why are you still here? Once you decide what legacy you want to leave and live, then ask yourself why that's what you're choosing. Here's a little secret. It has to be something bigger than you. I told you mine. Those are all about fulfilling whatever it is my soul came here to fulfill. That is specific to me. But all the other things, all the other reasons, those are outside of me. That's my family. That's my ancestors. That's, you know, that's Greg. That's my older son and his children. So I shared mine with you. Borrow those as a starting point if you need to. Use them as inspiration and then tweak them to fit you, your life, and your circumstances. And when you do this, be careful not to go into comparison thinking. Thinking things like, well, that's great for you, Lori, or for someone else, but you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've experienced. I lost fill in the blank. Remember, one of my children is no longer in this life. I know pain and tragedy and trauma. I've had other experiences in my life that have been very traumatic, but I found something bigger than all of that to inspire me forward while I am still in this life. And I promise you, if I can do it, so can you, but you have to choose to do it. I can't make that choice for you. I've also chosen to invest in myself and to receive mentorship over the past 12 years on this journey that I've been on. I knew I needed the kick in the pants from, from mentors. I knew there were things I couldn't see that were holding me back, that were out of alignment with who I am at soul level, things that they could see that I couldn't. We all have things in ourselves we can't see, both the upside and the downside that other people can see in us. And working with various mentors through the years is why I've had the insights, the awarenesses, the the breakthroughs, the up-leveling, and the healing that I've had. 
none of my healing came from sitting around replaying trauma over and over again in my mind. None of my healing came from just one thing either. None of my healing came from just one mentor. My healing comes from constantly making choices to live in alignment with who I am at soul level. And that requires a whole team of people, both here in the physical, in this physical life and in the spiritual world, in the spiritual realm. I promise you, I promise you that you can still live a magical life and find moments of joy in the everyday, even after the most devastating trauma or the most heartbreaking loss. So if you want to choose to find meaning and create a life and a legacy that you and your loved ones will be proud of and would like some guidance on that quest, please reach out to me and we'll schedule a discovery call. These calls are completely free and we can uncover so much in a really short time together. These calls last about 20 or 30 minutes. All right. I think that's all for this episode. I'm really excited about beginning a brand new year of the podcast. I still cannot believe that it's been a year. I think back to where I was a year ago. I think back to where I was two years ago and It's like, I I can't even begin to put into words the differences in my life. And again, yes, I still have hard days. I've been in tears most of today. I woke up practically in tears. I've been very, very emotional today, but I'm still showing up. I could have put this off. I could have recorded this tomorrow, but it was on my heart to do it today. I had a few notes, but most of this just came through with the notes from the notes that I made because this is important to me. I'm committed to this and I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited about the changes that are being revealed constantly to me. And I have some incredible guests coming up. And the first one I think will be released next week. I recorded it yesterday. And um, yeah, I think I'll release that one next week. It's a very special friend of mine and I think you'll really enjoy her. So Until next week, as always, I am sending you so much love, light, beauty, and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Grief with Grace podcast. Be sure to join our Facebook community and follow me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you fresh new content each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I hope you do, please be sure to share it with a mom who could use a little extra support. Until next week, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.